everyone, and welcome to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, I'm glad you've joined us. Have you tried to move either as a homeowner or a renter in the last year or so? Well, I moved just a few months ago, and the other day I was casually checking on the estimated value of my new home and saw that the price has already gone up quite a bit within just a few months. In some areas, homes are going for fifty or even $100,000 over the asking price right now. The real estate market is as hot as anyone I know has ever seen it. And with all the changes brought on by the pandemic and many people no longer working at the office, there's been a big reshuffling as some remote workers look for larger homes and others set their sights to more far-flung locations, taking advantage of the geographic flexibility presented by remote work. So now we can combine that with the soaring cost of building materials and you get a market that is just becoming insanely competitive. And there are a lot of people who feel left out of that market. People who can't afford homes that they'd like to buy and people who can't afford rent in the places where they are already living. Call and tell me if you have a story about moving or getting priced out of your home or rental. How has the craziness of the housing market been playing out in your life over the pandemic in over the last year? Joining me now to talk about this topic and the piece she recently wrote specifically about soaring rental prices in cities across the nation is Heather Long. She is an economics correspondent with The Washington Post. Heather, welcome to Detroit Today. Hi, good to be here. So let's start with a bird's eye view of what's happening with rental properties right now. Uh, what are we seeing play out nationally? Basically, what we're seeing is a summer of rent increases as more and more people are coming back to the office or coming back to school or these people who sold their homes into the super hot uh, home sale market you were just talking about, you know, now they can't necessarily find another home, certainly in their price range. So they are becoming renters again. So basically it's classic economics. There's tons of demand this summer for rental units all of a sudden, particularly rental units in that are either single family homes or that are um, in some of these really popular uh, affordable cities. And I was just looking up the Detroit statistics. Detroit is one of those cities that's certainly in the sort of top 30 to 40 uh, places that are seeing uh, quite a dramatic rent increase this summer already. And we expect that to continue to get, uh, get worse as the next few months go on, as we don't see anything that's going to cool off the demand. And we're certainly not going to put up a bunch of apartments buildings overnight. Mm. And how does that relate to, uh, to to the pandemic itself? In other words, is this just about the changes to our lives and our lifestyles over the last year? Or are there other factors that are also fueling uh, this, this rental increase in particular? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I mean, I would say it's about 50-50. So yes, half of this is pandemic effects, both pandemic effects. When you look at the cities that have the highest rent increases right now, it's pretty much every a lot of places that people were moving to with more space. 
and, and perceived as more affordable. So places like Boise, Idaho, Spokane, Washington, Phoenix, and Tucson in Arizona, uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, Albuquerque, as well as some of the East Coast cities like Providence, Rhode Island, or Hartford, Connecticut, that are seen as sort of less expensive than the New York cities or the San Francisco's of the world. Uh, so some of that is pandemic effects. Some of it too, a lot of younger people in their 20s or early 30s maybe moved back home during the pandemic to live with their parents and are now coming back out into the rental market. So, but the other half, and this is something that I learned as I was reporting the story, is it's really a demographic story. And what I mean by that is we obviously have a lot of 20 and 30 somethings who want to rent and will continue to rent. So Gen Z and a lot of the millennials are still renting. But we also have a third generation that is coming hot and heavy into the rental market. And that is a lot of baby boomers. You know, their kids are grown, they're selling their family home to take advantage of these great hot real estate market. And they too are now looking to rent. They don't want the burden of owning a home anymore and having to do all the maintenance and upkeep. So as somebody said to me, we now have three generations in the rental market, including two of the biggest generations in the U.S., millennials Mm. and the baby boomers. And we've never seen that before. Mm. I'm talking with Heather Long. She's an economics correspondent with the Washington Post, who recently took a deep dive into the real estate market in a piece titled Rent Prices Are Soaring as Americans Flock Back to Cities. Uh, We're talking about how hot the real estate market has been, both for homeowners and prospective homeowners, but also uh, for renters. Uh, We would love to hear from you during the conversation as well. Have you seen a rent increase in the last year? Are you worried that you may not be able to make the rent uh, right now and may have to move somewhere else. If you had to move, where would you go and what would you do? Uh, Also, if you're a homeowner who recently bought or sold a home, what was your experience like? Uh, Did you sell quickly and for more than you were asking? And if you bought, how much more did you have to pay? Uh, Having just gone through this process, I have to say that uh, that the comp- the competition is just blinding right now in terms of uh, how quickly houses, uh, when they go on the market, are are bid on uh, by many many different people and people bidding way over the asking. Uh, it's really hard to come out on top in those uh, in those competitive situations. Uh, give us a call and let us know if you've gone through that uh, and what what you ultimately had to do to get a place uh, to live. Uh, As always, the number here on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, uh, and we'll work you into the conversation. Uh, As always, also here on the the show, we're, we're really interested in people who are having a really hard time uh, making ends meet uh, because of the pandemic, uh, because of job losses, because of all of the things that have happened and changed over the last uh, year. Uh, tell us about uh, your housing insecurity stories, uh, if you have them. Uh, we are always, of course, very interested in knowing what's happening uh, to people uh, who, uh, who live at the bottom of uh, the economic ladder here in uh, southeast Michigan. Again, 313-577-1019. You can, go, you can also go to Facebook or Twitter, put comments there, and uh, we'll work you into the conversation uh, that way. Uh, Heather, before we get to, to listeners, um, in, in Michigan, home values have gone up 13%, and rent has gone up about 4%. 
uh, which which I think is uh, those are those are big numbers. They aren't as big as maybe the national numbers. Um, but how long do we think this is going to go on? Is one of the questions that I that I hear a lot uh, from real estate agents, from people who are trying to buy or sell homes. Uh, they're they're really wondering if this is something we kind of need to get used to, even as the pandemic ends. That uh, is it going to extend into next year? Is it going to extend maybe into the next year? Like, what is the what's the prospect for things kind of cooling down as as much as they they heated up over the last year? Yeah, it's just hard to really see that it cools down a lot because the big issue has been there's not enough supply. There aren't enough homes for sale and there aren't enough apartments and homes to rent right now, particularly in many places, including Detroit. And so it's not, it takes a while to build a home or to build an apartment building. So yes, in the years to come, you would expect some of this to to finally get to a better spot. But in the next 12 months, it's just really hard to visualize that it's going to get a whole lot better. Uh, we are starting to see the home sale market cool a little in the sense that some people are just saying, forget it. I'm pushing the pause button and I'm not going to be out there looking to buy and, and I'm going to wait and see what happens maybe later in the fall or the winter, which tend to be a little bit slower times, more of a buyer's market in those uh, those months. But it certainly wasn't that way last year. Um, I'll just throw out one more thing. The Detroit, um, the uh, statistics for rent that I have from Zillow, the website many people use to uh, search from homes or rentals mm-hmm. um, versus pre-pandemic, so February 2020, uh, through May, early June, they have Detroit rental prices up $114 on average, and in the past year, up about 7.5%, which um, is certainly uh, slightly above the national average. So, mm. uh, you know, Detroit certainly on the rent side looks like it's part of this trend of uh, these inland cities, these once affordable cities that are rapidly rising in price. Mm. So, you also write about cities like. New York or San Francisco, where prices are are going down. What, what what's going on in in places like that? Yeah, it's funny. I got a bunch of emails from people in San Francisco, New York, and Los Angeles saying this story is fake. That you that rental prices are going up. You know, here's a photo of an apartment building across from where I live. And they have a big sign that says two or three months free. And, <laughs> and I said, yeah, you're right. You know, that's that's what the story, my story said. And that's what the data says, which is some of those big coastal mega cities uh, saw a huge decline in rent prices last summer and fall. And it's starting to inch back up, but they have not past. They're pretty much the two or three places in America that have not gotten back to pre-pandemic rent levels yet. So they're Mm. still a couple hundred dollars below where they were in in January, February 2020. So, um, and that's, I mean, we all know that story. A lot of people who were renting there, particularly studios and one bedrooms that are very tiny in those big cities, just threw their hands up when their rent uh, lease expired and, and moved out. They moved in with friends or with family in other parts of the country, or they some of people relocated entirely to Detroit or Phoenix and places like this. Hmm. We uh, do expect that to rebound and you can see that it's inching up, but what, you know, when that, whether that hits in July, this month or, or three months down the, the road, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you also write in the article that rent is surging in places where 
economies are reopening and where young people are returning after living with family and friends. Other show, other articles have shown that millennials hold on uh, U.S. wealth is just over 5%, while boomers have over 50%. Would you say some of this is an issue of a generational wealth gap? Is that what we're seeing there? That's definitely a play in the sense that the average age in America now is is 31. So that's right in the sweet spot of millennial generation. Most people tend to buy homes in their mid-30s, so 34 or to 38. That's when people often try to buy their first home. So what we're seeing with that wealth issue is uh, a lot of these millennials, as they get in their 30s, don't have enough for the down payment. Uh, so they they just are haven't been able to save that that money and that wealth, and so it's hard for them to buy. So they are staying as, as renters longer. But obviously, as these rent uh, prices increase, uh, that's usually people's biggest expense every month, and it's hard to uh, to be able to become a buyer of a home in mm. this environment. Yeah. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to continue this conversation with Heather Long of The Washington Post. We'll also get to some of your comments. We already got a couple of interesting comments on social media. I'll add those to the conversation when we get back. Uh, Let's get going on the phones, though. 313-577-1019 is the number here. Call and tell us about your experiences in the real estate market. Are you trying to buy a house and being priced out? Have you seen your rent go up in the last year? And are you worried that you might not be able to stay where you are because it's just getting too expensive? Again, 313-577-1019 is the number here on the phones. You can go to Facebook or Twitter, put comments there, and we'll try to work you in that way. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today. News, music, culture, and community. Every day on 1019 WDET. Detroit's NPR station. You are listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. And as always, thanks for joining. My guest is Heather Long. She's an economics correspondent with The Washington Post. She recently took a deep dive into the real estate market in a piece titled Rent Prices Are Soaring as Americans Flock Back to Cities. We're talking about the overheating in the real estate market, uh, home prices that are just gotten out of control and pricing people out of being able to buy homes uh, and rents that are going up uh, and making it maybe difficult for people to stay in the homes where they are. We want to hear from you during this conversation. Call and uh, and tell us what's going on in your life with real estate right now. Are you trying to buy a home? Uh, are you afraid to sell your home uh, even though you might get a lot of money for it because you'd have to buy back into the market and uh, you're concerned about being able uh, to win uh, the bidding war for a new house? Uh, are you someone who's seen your rent go up during the pandemic or any time over Uh, the last year and maybe concerned about being able to stay uh, in the place where you're living. As always, the number here on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also uh, go to the Facebook page here or to Twitter 
and uh, hashtag us, and we'll work into the conversation that way. Dave on Twitter says, my home value has spiked to three times what I owe. That got us excited to move, but the inventory out there is also priced three times higher than it was. Uh, I think that's a pretty common uh, conundrum that uh, people are facing right now. Uh, Brian uh, on Twitter says, uh, only going to get worse for the foreseeable future. We just can't build enough houses. Uh, that's another uh, issue is uh, the the slow pace of construction uh, because of material uh, costs and backups. Uh, that's not making things any better. Brian's right about that. Kyle on Twitter says, my wife and I have mulled overselling and moving multiple times in the last six months, but feel like we'd have to rent and wait for inventory and prices to go back down a bit before doing so or, you know, move into an RV uh, for a year. Uh, that would be an extreme <laughs> solution, Kyle, but I appreciate uh, appreciate the thoughts. Uh, let's go to the phones here. Jay in Detroit, you are up first. Jay, what's on your mind? Oh, yeah, I wanted to say, you know, I've been pushed out of my location as well uh, due to uh, rising rent costs or whatnot. And I, I just want to make a comment that it's all part of the plan. You know, they're pushing people out of the countryside and to the cities as well. They want permanent renters. They don't want any more homeowners. Hmm. Uh, Jay, Jay, can you talk more about being pushed out of where you were? What happened? Well, yeah, my um, my monthly rental rate has gone up, I want to say, close to 25%. So. I can, you know, I'm part of the millennial generation. Mm-hmm. Unlike the baby boomers, we don't have those same opportunities to save cash mm-hmm. and to, you know, put a down payment on a home. So I'm pretty much um, seeking alternative options. Mm-hmm. So I uh, purchased a sailboat and I'm going to be living on that. So there are alternatives to, you know, living situations. Wait, you, you, I'm sorry, I didn't understand what you said. You purchased what? A sailboat. Oh, a sailboat, and you're going to live on that. Oh, that's an interesting. That's an interesting solution, Jay. Uh, I really appreciate. Uh, I really appreciate the call. That's an extreme uh, example, Heather Long, someone who's going to live on a sailboat because uh, the rent is too high. Yeah, but it's certainly part of these crazy stories that I keep hearing as well. I, I applaud him for coming up with a creative solution and that tweet Twitter person who had suggested maybe a, a mobile home, although uh, those prices have also increased, obviously, during the pandemic. Um, I, I, I will say another trend I'm seeing in the rental market that really shocked me was bidding wars for rental homes. We've mm-hmm. all heard about, okay, a home sale getting 10 or 20 bids and this sorts of things. But when I was speaking to some folks in Phoenix and they were talking about, I said, you're having a bidding war on a rental home. And the the property manager said, this was not my intention. I'm a religious person. I didn't want to bid up this home price. But he said, I got to tell you, we're, we're routinely getting over 10 applications per rental unit. And people are literally writing on the application, I will pay you $500 more hmm. than what you're asking for rent. So it's like creating you know this effective bidding war on rentals. And that's making it hard, as Jay was same for a lot of people in their 20s and 30s or even people on fixed incomes who are retired. How do you compete with somebody who's willing to pay 
so much more. The other thing I, I, th I thought Jay brought up that's really important, he talked about you know potentially a 25% rent increase that he was facing. I do think a lot of places that are starting to see these astronomical rent increases, my piece opens with a 33% increase in Phoenix, uh -huh. they do not have laws in place to prevent um, these really big rent rises, whereas many of the larger cities like New York or Washington, D.C. or San Francisco tend to have on their books a limit to how much you can raise rent, mm -hmm. um, whereas some of these um, other cities just haven't seen this kind of craziness before. So there aren't as many protections for renters. Hmm. I, I also wonder what you make of uh, Brian's comment about construction uh, on Twitter uh, and, and and how much of a role that's playing in what we're seeing, but whether that will be slower to 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 change and kind of rebound because it is you know about materials and and workers and and other parts of the economy uh, that are still not really recovering from the pandemic. Exactly, he was he's a hundred percent spot on. I was certainly nodding my head as you were reading that comment aloud. Mm -hmm. uh, for years, the U.S. even pre-pandemic, uh, various groups were warning that we were millions of of rental units short in the United States, particularly affordable rental units. So we've known for a long time that we didn't have enough housing stock to to meet everyone's needs, and it's only gotten worse during the pandemic. There was some building that went on, but not. So a lot of projects were put on on hold. And now, of course, we have these supply chain issues with them. Um, I was with some people last night. Everyone was joking about their, you know, nobody can get a dishwasher or a washing mm -hmm. machine, mm -hmm. let alone can you get the lumber you need. I had done a story a couple of weeks before and then talking to builders in different parts of America. And they were saying, I can't even price a house anymore because I have no idea how much it's going to cost to build. He said, I'm not, and I've been in business over 40, about 40 years. And we have never been in a situation where I have no concept of how much it's going to cost to build this home wow. and when it can be finished. And so, yeah, you know, okay, everybody, maybe things get delayed a little bit, but he says it's never been like this. Mm -hmm. uh, again, uh, Jay, thanks very much for the call and uh, good luck with uh, with life on a sailboat rather than uh, in, a, in, a, in a rental that has become too expensive. Uh, let's go to Carrick in Royal Oak. Carrick, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Uh -huh. um, I am in the process of listing my Royal Oak home for sale um, to relocate to Ypsilanti to merge families and households with my partner. Um, my my credit rate is easily 80, 90 points higher um, now mm -hmm. than it was when I purchased my home and even that wasn't high enough uh, for a lot of rental companies that mm. manage rentals in Ipsy. Um, my partner and I had to plan about eight or nine months ahead. And, you know, we've had something secured for that long. But um, we also had to really settle. Uh, we knew that we weren't going to get all of the accommodations we wanted. And and meanwhile, you know, I, I've made about $100,000 in equity in my Royal Oak home. Oh. It's just been very, very difficult to navigate um, and very confusing to so, purchase a home right out of the gate. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, that is confusing. The idea that you own a home, right, and you're trying to sell it, but that somehow 
uh, rental companies are are finding you not uh, not qualified to rent. I'm not. I guess I I, I don't understand that. Uh, Carrick, are are they giving you explanations for why that's true? They just have so many people that they can rent to right now that they'd rather have somebody with absolutely. Uh, unblemished credit um, in order to secure something uh, that a rental will have longevity there. Uh, But, you know, if someone has even slightly less than perfect credit for whatever reason, um, it's just really competitive even with that. Hmm. Wow. Carrick, I'm I'm sorry uh, about that uh, situation. Uh, Heather Long, uh, another really extreme uh, example of, of what we're talking about here. I mean, somebody who can't get a rental, but but is a homeowner. Uh, yeah, that that is another one of these jaw-dropping situations. And it really just highlights the, the massive amount of demand for rentals right now, that there's just so many people competing. I was t- talking about the bidding wars that are going on in Phoenix. And as she's speaking about, it's the same thing. There, there's clearly so many people submitting applications for where she was hoping to rent that they can take the cream of the crop, you know, whoever they perceive as, as, as the best renter with the highest income. Or I've even heard stories of people offering to prepay 12 months rent in advance. So basically pay for the entire year up front to try to sweeten their application for a rental unit. And uh, particularly as we were speaking about with these baby boomers who are maybe selling their homes and now going back into the rental market, they have a lot more cash generally than folks who are in the millennial generation or certainly Gen Z in their 20s uh, to be able to throw around and to try to sweeten these deals. Mm. Okay, uh, Heather Long, uh, economics correspondent with The Washington Post. Great to have you here for this conversation. Uh, Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Take another break, and when we come back, we are going to talk with Congressman Dan Kelby about all the things that are on the agenda in Washington this summer, the things that President Joe Biden says he wants to get done. Congress has to get its act together to make those things happen. We'll find out how likely that is when we get back. Stay with us for more Detroit Today.